Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Is it found? 
Genesis 12 <coughs> and Sister Mclavi is held up as well. Her mom went for an operation. Amen. Genesis 12, verse 2 and 3. Let's read it together. I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. And make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. As we bow our heads. There's just a thanksgiving from Brother Grace. He was driving on the N12 and he heard a a noise on the left front wheel and he had a family and he pulled over. As soon as he pulled over, the wheel just came off. Now, had the wheel came off while he was driving on the N12, we could be speaking a different issue. But I, don't, I believe the wheel nuts were no longer there, but the angel of the Lord with his hand made sure that that wheel remained intact. So we want to thank God for, for that. Amen. How many believe our God is the a doer? And brother, uh, 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 brother Chetty, uh, he's just in between the jobs. He's just dealing with quite a lot. Uh, and he was telling me that maybe he needed to go to Deben temporarily. Uh, while God is sorting out things, we're going to bring his matter before God. Amen. I heard Brother uh, Chimeza praying and say, we defeat the spirits of retrenchment. Uh, he does not know, but he was anointed to pray that way. Uh, I think immediately after Brother Grace got involved in an accident, previously he was helped by brother uh, Lassimo and then immediately after that he tells me that he, sister Lassimo said told him that I prayed this is the last one mm-hmm. and that is why we, be, we believe that is why there was no accident on the end 12 so I, I'm showing you how when believers pray for one another. And we're going to pray right now. Our gracious Heavenly Father, there is no God like thee. I think believe in the assembly, many can attest to your greatness, how you moved and saved them, even in situations where it seemed impossible, but you stepped in. 
This morning, dear God, we first want to thank you for saving Brother Grace. We believe it was the same God that saved uh, the Tloti boy. And now he moved to save Brother Grace. Dear God, you are a doer. You are not just a speaker of the weight, but you are a doer of your weight. This morning, dear God, we approach your throne of grace with various requests from your children, and particularly for Brother Chetty with his work situation. Dear God, you are our minister of finance. You are our minister of, of employment. You are our minister of health. Everything that we need, we can demand it from you, that may you come down and be responsive to our needs. Dear God, we are not ashamed to glorify your name. We are not ashamed to thank you for things that you are yet to do. Even when you are sick, we can say, thank God for the healing. Even when we lack, we can say, thank God for the provision. Because, dear God, you are the God of the potential. If you do it yesterday, you will do it today, and you will do it forevermore. Even this morning, dear God, every request in the building... I bring it before you, dear God. May you perform the miraculous. May you move in a special way. May you show who is God. May you show the type of father that we have. Oh God, you are not a failure. You have never been defeated even one time. There is no sickness that can stand before you. There is no situation that can stand before you. There is no condition that can stand from you. Dear God, you are the God of paradoxes. May you perform the paradoxes. You are a supernatural God. Your people this morning, dear God, maybe some of them, they don't know which way out, but you are a supernatural God. You opened the Red Sea. You shut the lion's mouth. You made the fire not to be harmful. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are lifting you out of history this morning. There is no God like our God. There is no Father like our Father. There is no Savior like our Savior. Oh God, you are such a miraculous God. The devil, you are a liar. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no right to cause havoc in the children, in the lives of your children. And then, oh God, I bind Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. Because we are commissioned that whatever we bind here shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we set free here, we shall be set free in heaven. We set free our children in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every demon in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, thank you for everything, Father, as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats. Amen. We appreciate the Lord. I uh, got a call from the brothers at Willows, where Brother George Martin was the pastor, our beloved elder. They were saying, uh, just remember us in prayer. I think this morning they are busy electing a new pastor. Amen. Uh, normally we normally say to the brethren, we... We are one community. Uh, I'm not one person that says if things don't go right in that church, 
then we rejoice. We want the bride to move with one beat. Amen. So we appreciate how God is taking them through this period. Amen. And I'm glad you see, Brother Philip, I will be preaching at, at Emmanuel Gospel Center maybe on the 15th of July. I got a call from the brothers that they said I must just come and minister for them. Amen. Amen. So we appreciate one another. Do you see we need one another? Amen. Because we are one body. Amen. Amen. A- end of this month, I will be in Trinidad to take their convention. You pray for me. Amen. Amen. How many appreciate the Lord? Amen. This morning I want to speak on a subject that I think you know, sometimes you prepare a sermon and the devil would want to trigger the events that would be contrary to the subject and thinking that you will abandon the subject. You know, sometimes, let's say, you have prepared a, a message as a, as a minister maybe on divine healing. And later you get a call from somebody maybe saying, uh, the doctor said, I'm sick, they can't do anything. Amen. You see, the, is the devil attacking the subject? Amen. Uh, are you with me? Amen. Now, I'm going to speak on irreversible blessing. Amen. And... I know why I'm speaking on this, and I saw the devil uh, throwing some tantrums, but I say, Satan, it's a subject that I'm going to preach on. Whether you like it or not, I will preach on thee. Now, Abraham was not a Jew. Abraham was a Gentile. It was during, uh, we only have three races. We have the Gentiles. We have the Jews and the Samaritans. The Samaritans are the mixture of the two. Now, before Abraham, we did not have the Jews. We did not have, we just had the Gentiles. The Jews came later. Are you with me? That is why Brother Brenham will tell you that uh, Abraham was a Gentile. Amen. And God called him and said, I will make thee a great nation. Referring both to the Jews naturally and to the bride spiritually. Because we are both the children of Abraham, some naturally and some spiritually. Are you still with me, folks? Now, Brother Brenham says, when he speaks about Abraham in the message, Israel and the church, paragraph 43. He says, now I want you to notice that is the beginning of Christianity, of the church. It's quite amazing. Brother Brenham takes Christianity way beyond Christ and he links Christianity with the calling out of Abraham. He says, I want you to notice that is the beginning of Christianity of the church. I want you to notice it wasn't because Abraham was a good man. It wasn't because Abraham was a good man. It was because God elected and chose Abraham. And if it applies to Abraham, it applies to you. 
It's not because you are a great man or a good man. It's just because God shows you. Are you with me? And it wasn't Abraham choosing God. It was God choosing Abraham. Can you see it? And now watch. Now as it was then, so it is today. It isn't you choosing God, it's God choosing you. How many say, I was chosen by God? I didn't choose God, but He chose me. And Lord, let me tell you, He chose you despite your uh, imperfections, despite your struggles, despite your broken background. God just handpicked you and said, That's my man, that's my woman, I choose her, I choose him. Now he carries on, he says, now this may be strong. And I want you to notice, immediately after choice, election, it's separation from everything else. As soon as he calls. He elects, calls, then when he calls, he separates you from everything that hangs on to you. There's never been an election that has never been followed by separation. Separation confirms that there was election. And election leads to separation. Are you still with me? Remember, when God chose Abraham, he said to Abraham, separate yourself from your people. And Abraham had to leave his own people, leave his own country, and sojourn to a foreign land. He didn't know where he was going, but the Bible says he was seeking a city whose builder and maker is God. Sometimes God will take you out of somewhere, but not give you a clarity of where you are going, because he wants you to depend on him. Yeah. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but thank God we know who holds it tomorrow. Yeah. Are you with me, folks? Now, he carries on, and I like it because uh, when I speak about the irreversible blessing, Abraham was a blessed man. And his seed shall be a blessed seed. Hallelujah. When Brother Abraham says in the message, Abraham 102 is the paragraph. It says, in the evening time, or when the sun went down, watch what happened first. A real deep sleep fell upon Abraham, showing Abraham now, I made a covenant with Adam. Adam, if you'll do, I will take you in partners with me. If you'll do certain things, I'll do certain things. And Adam broke his promise. Remember, Adam, God had a, a covenant with Adam, and he told them that the covenant will stand for as long as Adam did not do certain things. But Adam, because it is the nature of a man, he broke the covenant. Are you with me? Amen. But with Abraham, now God never said to Abraham, if you do this, I will do this. He said, now, this is unconditional. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting what I mean? With, a with Adam, it was conditional. Yes. You are blessed as long as you do this. But with Abraham, you are blessed irregardless, irrespective. Amen. And today, the same message that was meant for Abraham... I'm delivering this message on your doorstep. God has got a covenant with you, and that covenant shall never be broken. You are, you are in a better position than where, than where Adam was. 
because we are the Abrahamic material. And let us look, uh, let us not forget, Abraham was not a perfect man. Abraham told a lie. But look how the covenant works. After Adam committed an offense against God, he became a man that was on the run. Hallelujah. But when Adam, Abraham spoke a lie about his wife, and the wife was taken by the king, God comes down and he tells the king, the king, you took, you are a dead man. Because you took another man's wife. And he says, restore this man back to his wife and ask him to pray for you. Amen. Folks, this is a liar. But God says, you king, your salvation depends on this liar. You got into this trouble because of his lie, but I don't account this lie against him. You are still, hallelujah. So, this is, this is you're going to show you're going to save even the people that may despise you. Hallelujah. They may undermine you, but you are the key. Hallelujah. Even in your family, they may undermine your faith, but your faith is the key for your family. Are you still with me? Yes, they may know certain things about you as this king knew about Abraham, but I can imagine the king, Martin, he had a right to save God, but hang on. I asked this man, is this man, is this woman your wife? And this man said, no. And I took this man, so I'm not guilty. Oh, justification. When Abraham told a lie to God, it did not register as a lie. Because why? Abraham was a predestinated seed. I don't know whether we're getting with her. I'm not encouraging that you're going to live on thin living. But I'm saying, God, to certain things, is not going to count them against you, but it's going to count them against the spirit that made you do it. Are you, are you, are you getting me here? Some of you, you became, you were murderers, you were fornicators, adulterers, but it has never registered in God's economy. And God today, he's looking down at you, and he sees no sin for whatsoever. Uh, from the beginning of your days in God's economy, you never sinned. But yes, we remember your sin. But God does not remember your sin. And God does not call you a sinner. God sees you as a saint, not today, but from eternity, even until today, He sees you as a saint. Uh, it's a case of mistaken identity. He, and the devil says, look what she did. Look what she did. And God says, hang on. That's not her. It was you again. You are not a murderer. But it was the devil that was murdering. But he was using your name. And God says, that's a mistaken identity. My son is not a murderer. My son is not a liar. My son is not a murderer. My son is a saint. You stand before God justified to this morning. Are you with me, folks? If somebody takes your ID and he goes and he opens an account at Vodacom, at MTN, and at Incredible Connection and Vice, and he ramp up the debt to close to a million, you've got a right to go to the police station and submit what we call affidavits. And so on such and such a day, I lost my identity document. And uh, whatever it was done under that identity, it wasn't me. 
and they stamp it there. You take it to Vodacom and say, remove my tag. And you go to MTN, remove my tag. The identity is yours. The ID number is yours. The picture is yours. But that's not you. Hallelujah. I came here. The devil took my identity. He spoke a lot. He fornicated. He did a lot of things. But I've got an affidavit from the higher office. And he said, it wasn't me. Today you can tell the devil, it wasn't me. Mistaken identity. Oh, somebody might much better say, praise be to God. It's not me, it's the devil. It's not me, it's the demons. I'm working as a blood-washed son of God. I'm working as a blood-washed daughter of God. Are you with me? Certain things in God's economy are irreversible. You can't be a child of God today and not be a child of God tomorrow. Hallelujah. Once, Once a son, always a son. Once a daughter, always a daughter. This morning I want to undermine Satan. I want to undermine his powers. I want to undermine his confession. Once a son, always a son. Once a daughter, always a daughter. Once blessed, always blessed. Hallelujah. Irreversible blessing. I will bless those that bless you. And I will curse those that curse you. Oh, you would much better know who we are. If you bless us, you will be blessed. If you curse us, you will be cursed. Because we've got God's partnership. Oh, folks, if a person curses you, they must watch it. I say they must watch it. If they curse you, they must watch it. If your colleagues curse you, they must watch it. If your boss curses you, she must watch it. He must watch it. Why? You are a seed of God. Brother says in the message, Abraham 103, man always breaks his promise. Folks, the man has got limitations. What I promise you, I can't do it tomorrow. I can say a circumstance arose that makes it difficult for me to honor it, but not with God. And, but Abraham, this is not what if you will do. This is what I am going to do. This is my covenant with you, amen, unconditionally. Hallelujah. With Adam, it was conditional. But with Abraham, it's unconditional. And it's not only the beauty about it, with Abraham, it includes his seat. And you are the seat of Abraham. And Brother Branham says in this message, why are we not a denomination? Paragraph 79. He says, Do you realize, my brother? Every time you do that which is right, that will be visited on your children. Every time you do what is right, it will be visited on your children. Hallelujah. 
some of you, the things that are happening in your life is not because of your intellect. It's because mom and dad. Hallelujah. Somewhere in your lineage, they just did the right thing. And that blessing rolled on from there. And now it is bestowed upon you. And it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with daddy. It has to do with mommy at some point in time. Parents just do things right. Are you with me? Then the prophet says in this message, the angel of God, he says, sometimes, sometimes when a blessing is pronounced, it's pronounced on you, it has to happen. We are the only one in a hurry. God is never in a hurry. Hallelujah. We are the only ones in a hurry. But God is no longer, is not in a hurry. But once a blessing has been pronounced, it has to happen. But, But remember, this is where it confuses a lot of people. Because once a blessing is pronounced, then thereafter, there might be detours. You know, it was a blessing that was pronounced on Joseph. But we find him in the pit. And people might have said, but you said, hallelujah, the moon and the stars and the, and the sun were worshipping you. But why now are you in the pit? The pit is still part of the script. One thing for sure, he's not going to die in the pit. And you are not going to die in the pit. There might be a pit, but the pit is not a destination. It's a detour for character building. So that once you reach the top, you've got an appreciation of the journey. He let the Hebrew children walk through, walk into the fairy furnace before he done anything about it. And we all have our fairy furnace. Where you say, Lord, where are you? And there's just silence. Where you don't know what is going to follow, but there's silence. Hallelujah. God wants to test your sincerity. God wants to test Hallelujah. Wants to test your faith. But the Hebrew children, when they were faced with uncertainty, they said, even if God does not deliver us, we will not worship this image. Why? If it was unconditional for God, it was unconditional for his children. Are you still with me? Even us worshiping God is unconditional. Church, hear me and hear me well on this one. Worshiping God is unconditional. Even if we are stripped of everything, but one thing that the devil will never strip away from our mouth is the ability to worship God. Are you still with me? The devil can take everything but to to worship God. Hallelujah. The job material, the way they say God has given, God has taken, but his name, let it be praised. I'm not a worshiper circumstantially. I'm a worshiper by election. Even when there's no meal on the table, he's still a provider. I do have the ability to worship God. When the stomach is growling because of hunger, but you say you are Jehovah Jireh. And the devil says, what manner of man is this? 
you are hungry but you are worshiping God, devil, you've got no idea of what worship is. Worship is not what I have. Worship is who I am. Hallelujah. That's your identity. I like it when the devil gets confused by a believer. Blow after blow. Calamity after calamity. Adversity after adversity. But everywhere, Lord, there is none like you. You are my God. I love you with all my heart. Come on, but look, you don't have. I love you with all my heart. God is now becoming excited. And say, watch at my son. Look at my daughter. I wonder when they were being thrown into the fire, they must have said, I'm only in this message by grace. Going into the fire. I'm only in this message. Denomination said, Look at them. Their God has abandoned them. It is at that darkest moment. It is at that moment where it is gloomy. And when they stepped into the fire, the king of the fire was now in the fire. And they began to have a fellowship. God bless you, my children. And if they had the same perfume they got into the fire, the perfume remained intact. There was no smell of fire on them. What was between them and the fire? The glory of God. And may the same glory be restored between you and your trouble, between you and your challenges. May that glory remain there. Hallelujah. Once a blessing has been pronounced, it can never be taken back. Abraham was blessed. And his seed was blessed. And he told him, your children will go into Egypt. But I will come and take them out of Egypt. Exodus 6, verse 5. Some way I want to show you. I've heard of the groaning of the children of Israel, if you read after me. Whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. I have remembered my covenant. You see, God doesn't forget his covenant. But let's check it. I want you to look at the seed of Abraham. His children. You know, they came out of Egypt. And they murmured against Moses. They, they did a lot of things. They even worshipped a golden calf. A lot of things just went haywire. Now, then there was a, a man called Balak that knew the God of Israel and knew what the God of Israel was doing among them. And this Balak said, these people are coming and their God is on their side. But how do we make them stumble? How do we turn their God against them? Amen. Then he crafted a, a plan. 
and looked for a preacher called Biliam. And I hired Biliam and said, Biliam, I know when you pray, you're a believer, God hears you. I want you to come and curse Israel. Hallelujah. And God spoke to Biliam and said, don't go. Balak increased the salary. Then Biliam said, okay, fine. If the offer is being increased, then I can do the job. Are you with me? Now, he came. Look, these people are not perfect. These people have worshipped the golden calf. These people are heretic to the prophet. These people are murmuring. These people, there's just a lot of things that are going wrong with these people. Now, he comes in the message Israel and the church. 69. He says, but listen. He showed him just so much of Israel that he took him back and showed him so much here. So he was moving him around, showing him all the sides and all the dark spots of Israel. But when he came to a place and Biliam, he thought, surely Israel had done wrong. They did do wrong. They had done everything in God's calendar wrong. Nearly. But what Biliam thought that a holy God would surely curse the people that had done that much wrong. He thought surely God will do it. So he got down there. He was so money crazy until he couldn't see what the reason that God was in cursing them. Every time he would try to curse them, he would bless them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Now, now, this, these people are not perfect, folks. These people have angered God. They have offended God. But every time when this hired preacher curses them, it turns into a blessing. Are you with me? Now, you would have expected because they are wrong, God will let them go and say, yeah, it's time they suffer the consequences. Let me tell you something. Even if in your wrongness, the devil will never, God will never shame you to the devil. You have not hurt me. Even if in your mistakes, God will punish you. It's granted God will punish you, but God will never hang you dry to the enemy and make the enemy to be satisfied and say, watch it. He will say, you made a mistake, my child. I will deal you, but the devil, you will not deal with my child. There is always a jurisdiction over a child of God. The devil does not have a blank check. There are limitations. He thought, surely God will do it. And every time you would try to curse them, he would bless them. And he would throw out his prophecy like that. And go forth and take up his mantle and his parable. And instead of cursing, it would be a blessing fall back to them. How righteous are the tents of all Israel. How great they were. Instead of cursing, it was a blessing. He says, this is profound. Brother Brown said, what Biliam failed to see is what the modern preachers and modern people fail to see in the Holy Ghost Church today. They say, I know a lot of them call themselves this and that and the other and a lot of things they have done. 
I will admit that, brother. They say they blow up this, they blow up with this, and they've done that and done this. That's true. I will admit that they've done wrong. But what Biliam failed to see, it was the brazen serpent. That's meat and rock going before Israel, making an atonement. Uh, are you still with me? Balak took Bilaam this side and said, look, look at their dark side. And he cursed them, he blessed, he blessed them. He said, let's try this angle. And they tried this angle. He cursed, he blessed. They tried every way. But one thing that they failed to see, there was a smith and there was a brazen serpent. There was a smitten rock. There was an atonement. It's God's calling, God's election. They were God's people. Hallelujah. God had separated, had called them and separated them and put a serpent before them as an atonement, as meat and rock, and Biliam failed to see it. And Brother Bruce says that's what modern preachers fail to see. They can move around the bride and say, look at their dark spot. Look at this. Look at them. Look what they've done. But what they fail to see is the pillar of fire among the bride members. And every blessing, every curse that comes turns into a blessing. The enemy say, but I curse. But look. It has become a blessing. And today, Israel, you know, Israel is just a tiny, tiny country. But the power that it commands in military, in technology, in food production, Woolworths, the backbone of Woolworths in South Africa is Israel. Everything that they touch turns into a blessing. And all nations want to curse Israel, including our own country. But you see, we are not South Africans. We are just happy to be in South Africa. We in South Africa, as the bride members, we bless the land of Israel. Are you with me? Why? Because we understand he that blesses Israel is blessed. He that curses Israel is cursed. Are you still with me? Now, I think, Brother Philip, you did some military assignment in in Israel. Yeah. What did you do in Israel? Oh, it was just a talk. Oh, I thought you went for a military assignment. Oh, okay. No problem. Or it was your father or somebody. All right. Amen. I'm just showing you how other people are supporting Israel. And they would go and participate in their military assignment. And you wonder why they are being blessed. It's because they support Israel. Are you with me? That's why... 
you, I can't support a politician that curses Israel. It's a very dangerous thing. It's a very dangerous thing. Now, let us look at this. In the book of Job, in the spoken with Job, paragraph 51, it says, so Opa, remember there was Naomi that went into Moab. And when she got to the, her husband died and her two sons married a Moabite woman. And one was married, one was by the name of Opa, another one by the name of Ruth. And she came a time where she wanted to be restored back to her homeland. Because every time when an Israel is out of the homeland, they never get blessed. And Brown says today, the homeland is the message of the hour. And a believer outside the message of the hour will never be blessed. Now, when they left Moab, and she was on her way home, Naomi, Opa, and she said, look, I'm an old woman. Even if I could give birth to the kids, they would not be of your age. Let me release you back to your own people, back to your own gods, back to your own custom, back to your own traditions. Now, Opa immediately kissed her mother-in-law uh, and returned back. Are you with me? I don't know where she was going, but I think every time she went, she must have realized that, hey, am I really living? But later she was released back and she kissed her, but uh, Ruth. Hallelujah. And now Opa kissed her mother-in-law and returned. And now Ruth, the Moabite woman, was a beautiful type of the gentle bride. This may hurt a little theology, but Naomi, being a type of the Jewish church, the Orthodox Jewish church, losing her estate, and Ruth being a type, the gentle woman, being a type of Christ, taking the, the gentle church. Now what you check here, as soon as the Opa turned back and Ruth refused to go, and Ruth said to Naomi, your people shall be my people. Amen. And your God shall be my God. Amen. And where you will be buried is where I will be buried. Amen. Now, Naomi is the Orthodox Jewish church. And the Ruth, it means the bride. Hallelujah. She's coming out with Ruth and she's saying to Naomi, your God shall be my God. That's why today the God of Israel is the God of the bride. That's why the blessings of Israel have become the blessings of the bride. That's why we can never divorce Israel from our ministry. Israel is very central to our ministry. That's why I say, your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. And today the bride is saying to Israel, your God is my God. Your prophets are my prophets. Your, the scriptures are our scriptures. Whatever you believe in, we believe in that exactly. I hope we are together. Now, Proverbs 16, verse 7. When, let's read it together. When a, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Are you seeing it, folks? 
You went, that's my enemy. But the very same enemy makes things happen for you. And you say, what is going on? I thought you hate me. No, it is not them. God. Because you are placing God. He is making your enemies to be at peace with you. Let's come to this one. Remember, or maybe before I get to this one, let me come to the story of Ephraim and Manasseh. Was it Manasseh that was the eldest? Are you here, folks? Was it Manasseh or Ephraim? I know. I'm asking you because I know. Was it Manasseh or Ephraim that was? Ephraim was? Ephraim was the eldest. Was Ephraim the youngest or the eldest? My Nazwas? My Nazwas? No, folks. No. Manasseh was the eldest and Ephraim was the youngest. That is why when they, Joseph, brought them before, uh, he brought them before his father. His father was Jacob. And when he brought them, Manasseh was on the right hand side and Ephraim was on the, on the left hand side. Because the blessing has got to move from the right to the eldest. Are we getting it, folks? Or must we find the Bible? Motherfuckers, I lost him. So to bring motherfuckers back in church, let's let's find out. Isn't Genesis what? Genesis? Twenty? 28 verse 20 chapter 48 what did you find brother Tom because you know where it is okay let's come lest I be the one messing up it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph behold thy father is sick and he took with him two sons, Manas and Ephraim. And one told Jacob and said, Behold, thy son Joseph cometh unto thee. And Israel strengthened himself and sat upon the bed. And Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at last in the land of Canaan and blessed me. And said unto me, Behold, I will make thee fruitful and multiply thee. I will make of thee a multitude of people and will give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession. And now, the, now thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt, before I came unto thee into Egypt, are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. 
and thy issue which has which thou begest after them shall be mine and shall be called after the name of thy children in thy inheritance and as for me when i came from padan rachel died by me in the land of canaan in the way when ye when yet there was but a little way to come unto Ephrath, I buried her there in the way of Ephrath, and the same is Bethlehem. And Israel beheld Jacob's sons and said, Who are these? And Joseph said unto his father, They are my sons, whom God hath given me in this place. And he said, Bring them, I pray thee, unto me, I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age, so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them, and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God hath showed me also thy seed. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim, in his right. I think my father was right. Are you getting it? Ephraim in his right hand towards Israel, Israel's left hand. And Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand. And brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger. All right. Shalom. A round of applause there. So, Ephraim was the youngest, and Manas was, was the oldest. I think I got it right. Manas is the oldest, Ephraim, yeah. All right. Are we now fit there? All right. Now, Israel stretched out his head. So, so, that means, based on what we are reading here, Ephraim is in the, is in the right hand hand, isn't it? and Manas is on the left. Are we correct, folks? And he stretched both his hands on them. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. So the blessing was meant for Manasseh. Are you with me? Now, he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my life long unto this day, the angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads. Let my name be named on them. And the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon Ephraim instead of Manasseh, because the right hand is supposed to be on the eldest, Hallelujah. Yes. It troubled Joseph. Yeah. 
it displeased him. And he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head onto Manasseh's head. And Joseph said unto his father, Not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put thy right hand upon his head. And his father refused. And said, I know it, my son. I know it. He also shall become a people. He also shall become great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he. And his seed shall become a multitude of nations. And he blessed them that day saying, In thee shall Israel bless. Saying, God, make thee Ephraim and Manasseh. As he said, Ephraim before Manas. Brother Brennan, when he explained it, he says, The father crossed the earth. Although the hand was correct, the Holy Ghost crossed them. And after Joseph realized the blessing that should have gone to Manas has gone to Ephraim, he wanted it to be reversed. Now, the problem is once a blessing is pronounced, it can never go back. It was not the father blessing, it was God in the father blessing the little one. He crossed them. And Brother Brenham takes it further. He says, with this bride, again, God on Calvary, he crossed his hands. That means the blessings that were meant for Israel are now meant for the bride. Praise be to God. And I, I like it because Joseph said, you got it wrong, Dad. It's not supposed to be like that. But it can never be reversed. It reminds me of Esau. Hallelujah. Esau and his brother. is Isaac. Jacob. Jacob and Esau. Do you still remember? Jacob got a blessing through crookery. He connived with his mom. And he pretended to be Esau. He imitated the voice of Esau. And when the father felt him, he said, but no, this is not Esau. He said, but it's me, father. Then the blessing was bestowed upon Jacob. When Esau returned back, he realized the blessing is gone. And he went to the father and said, Father, you made a mistake. Here I am as your son. He said, once the blessing is gone, the blessing is gone. Oh, somebody's going to love it. Once God blesses you, there is no angel, there is no demon, there is no principality that can reverse a blessing of God upon your life. Do you think the South African economy will reverse it? No. Do you think the president will reverse it? No. Once it's granted, it's granted. Yeah. Oh, this morning by grace. Yeah. We as the bride of Jesus Christ, we are blessed. Yeah. God crossed his hands. Yeah. And the blessing was bestowed upon us. Yeah. And it is irreversible. Yeah. Naturally, we could have gone to the father and said, Father... Jacob is a crook. Even his name is a supplanter. He got this blessing by crookery. So let it be reversed. Folks, blessing is not a matter of just conduct. It's a matter of predestination. 
If you are predestinated to get it, you will get it. And if you are not predestinated to get it, you will not get it. But I'm glad that the prophet of the hour says, we were predestinated to get it. We are blessed. We are blessed. We've got a birthright. We've got a birthright. Come to this. Let's go to the last, almost the last slide. And the message is a token. Are you going to believe this? Everything. Everything. Is the operative weight for me. Everything. Everything. That Jesus purchased. And promised you. In the Bible. It's of your neighbor. Are you with me? I want you to read it correctly. Everything that Jesus purchased and promised you in the Bible is yours. Is who? Brother says it's your property because it's paid for. Are you with me? If we give you, if we go and maybe buy something and we return and we give you a slip and say you can go and claim this item at this shop we've already paid for. And you go. And they tell you that no. You can't get it. Are you just going to walk meekly out? You want to produce the documents. And this is the date on which it was paid for. Are you in CS sisters? You labor something for three months. After three months, you want to go and fetch it. They say, no, we don't recognize this. You're, you're, gonna, you're really going to cause a bit of a commotion. As always, uh, mickish for things that have already been paid for. Why the devil makes you to rationalize? And to make it acceptable that yes, it's paid for me, but I can't get it. It's paid for. Everything that Jesus purchased and promised you in the Bible is yours. It's your property because it's paid for. Amen. Amen. Life is mine. Why? Not because I'm just a good person. He paid for it. Life is yours. He paid for it. Healing is mine. He paid for it. Freedom is mine. He paid for it. Heaven is mine. He paid for it. He paid for the price, everything he purchased belongs to the man that holds the token. Oh, maybe the devil had much, much better year as saying this, 
Life is mine. You can say it after me. Life is mine. I don't care what diagnosis and prognosis are there. Life is yours. It doesn't matter what the doctor's report said. Once the blessing has been granted, it is irreversible. Life is yours. Are you still with me? Don't worry. Maybe there is a pain in the body. Say, I can't live long. Forget it. You live as much as you want to live. You will live as much as you believe you will live. Sometimes many of you, you don't know how to petition God. You must go to God and say, I cannot die this year because I still need to do this and that for your kingdom. I'm here as your representative, God. I need more years. Hezekiah was such a man. He was told he was going to die by the prophet, but he said, hang on. I still need to make a petition. And God turned the very same prophet and said, go back to him and say, he will get 15 years extra. We are believers like Zechariah. We are the believers like in the book of Acts when the sister died and they say it's not the right time. Oh, folks, this morning by grace, we claim everything that he paid for. Healing is yours. He paid for it. And maybe under the authority of the word of God, we grant you life today. You say, who are we? The bride of Jesus Christ. Who are we? The seed of Abraham. Freedom is yours. Maybe let's do it. Life is mine. Healing is mine. Freedom is mine. Heaven is mine. Rapture is mine. Blessing is mine. Victory is mine. You can carry on and carry on, but everything is potential. It is yours. Oh, come on, church. Am I speaking to soldiers this afternoon? Everything that he paid for is yours. It's not just a Sunday service. God is moving elements as I'm speaking. Things that were out of place are now falling into place. This is not just a sermon. It's a prophetic element. Hallelujah. Everything that is not in his place is being restored back to his place. Victory is mine. Healing is mine. Deliverance is mine. Freedom is mine. Heaven is mine. Life is mine. Everything is mine. I can feel the yoke of Satan is broken. I said the yoke of Satan is broken. You are free, my brother. You are free, my sister. Let the change fall now. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are no longer bound. You are free. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here to set everyone free. We are free. He that the Son sets free is free indeed. 
Maybe Satan, you have been blamed for a long time, but under the authority of the word of God, under the anointing of the hour, everything is falling into place. Brother Church, everything is falling into place. In the name of Jesus Christ, the angel of God is in the building. The angel of God is in the building. Sicknesses are scattering. Problems are being resolved. Deliverance is taking place. Hallelujah. That's what's happening now. The Egyptians that you see, we shall see them no more. The demons that you see, we shall see them no more. The problems that you see, you shall see them no more. Chains are broken. Believers are being set free. I believe it. If this is not a gospel, what is the gospel? The gospel must liberate the people. The gospel must defeat Satan. Sister Hetty, what do you want? The greatest desire is the salvation of my two boys. In the name of Jesus Christ, you get your children back. Right now, what you want. Right now, what you need. In the name of Jesus Christ. Under the authority of the word of God, under the inspiration of the hour, receive it. I say receive it. Stand up and receive it. It's yours. I say it's yours. I say it's yours. I say it's yours. God bless you. I say it's yours. I say it's yours. I declare and decree Satan is defeated. Are you hearing me? Satan is defeated. Satan is defeated. Hallelujah. You can worship God. You can praise Him. The walls of Jericho are coming down. Hallelujah. Paths are being opened. Hallelujah. Greater is He that is in us than the one that is out there. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We appreciate you. We thank you for being in the among us. You are blessed. You are blessed. It can never be reversed. As musicians come, we are standing on holy ground. And there are angels around us. The angel of the Lord is here to grant you a heart's desire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Maybe as I was preaching, they were about to put your CV aside. But now they are putting it this side. Diagnosis are changing from the doctor's table. God wanted to demonstrate with Brother Grace. Driving a car, but the angel is busy. Holding the wheel. 120, 120 kilometers per hour. The angel says it cannot come. It cannot come. The devil said it must come. He said it cannot come. And God says, my son, pull over. As soon as they came into a safety zone, the wheel came out. Who was holding the wheel? The same God that opened the Red Sea. The same God that was in the fire. That same God is here this afternoon. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm not ashamed of this God. I'm not ashamed of this gospel. He's a doer. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. It's a blessing. We are standing on holy ground.
with our heads bowed, we're going to sing Only Believe. And we are all going to pray in our own way. I was speaking to Brother Chetty, he said, look, it looks like there is not job I'm in between things. I was thinking of going to Durban because there is a place there until I get something. My request is for this. In my heart, when I spoke to him last night and today, I'm not releasing him to Durban. If he goes, it will be temporary. And I want us to pray that God must provide something solid and stable for Brother Chetty. How many love him? How many would want to stand in the gap for him? We are all going to pray, not only for him, but for everyone. Let's say only believe thereafter we're all going to pray.
appreciate you this afternoon. Oh God, we want to thank you that you are a prayer answering God. Oh God, we approach you, dear God, with the certainty that you hear us and you will grant us our hearts and desires. God, we have tried all gods are not worthy of our prayers, but you are worthy of our prayers. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our praise. Oh God, when we don't know what to do, we come before thee because, Lord, you are a specialist of the impossibilities. And even this afternoon, dear God, I come before thee, dear God, to present the request of your people, dear God. I'm coming before you to pre present the needs of your people. You know them better than I do. You know their struggles. You know their trials. You know their going and their coming out, dear God. I pray, dear God, may you answer this afternoon. May you answer their heart's desires. May you elevate pressure that may be upon them. May you make them to glorify and to testify about your greatness. To tell the neighbors our God is able to tell their colleagues our God is able. Oh God, to praise you and witness about you. You are not a historical God. You are the God of today. The theme of the ministry of the end time prophet was Jesus Christ. Is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe that wholeheartedly. And this afternoon, as the church of the living God, we approach you, oh God. We are pleading before you, may you intervene in various situations. May you heal sicknesses that your people may be suffering from. May you restore the backsliders. May you preserve our children. May you restore marriages. May you restore the joy of our salvation. Oh God, may you restore everything that needs a restoration. I pray, may the Holy Ghost go before your children. 
May the Holy Ghost open ways for them. May the Holy Ghost overcome for them. May the Holy Ghost bring deliverance to them. Oh, Satan, you will never have a last love. We will have the last love. Because we know the kind of God that we serve. A miracle worker, a promise keeper, a way maker. Oh, God, thank you for everything that you are doing. Thank you for the provision of your children. Thank you for being there for them. Those that are looking for jobs. May you grant them the jobs that they are looking for. Oh God, we cannot be believers and be shamed in this world. May you provide for our needs. May you lead them to employment to their God. The economy may be bad, but you are greater than the economy. Oh God, we pray for Brother Shetty and his family and his children. May you, dear God, extend your hand upon them. Oh God, may you pronounce a blessing upon them. May you make a way for them, dear God. Satan is a liar. Oh God, he will be defeated. May you take the preeminency. I pray, oh God, I know you will do it. I believe you will do it. I know there will be a great testimony. Not only for him only, but for everyone here in the assembly. Everyone that is looking for a miracle. Everyone that is looking for a deliverance. May you make it possible, oh God. May there be testimonies after this meeting. May you bless the works of their hands. May you move in a special way. May everything fall into its place. May Satan be ashamed. May Satan be stripped of his dignity. As you answer the prayers of your people. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being a deliverer. Thank you for being everything to us. I pray, dear God, as we leave this place, may the Holy Ghost go before us. May the angel be the one that will drive the car. I pray, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for the business of your people. May you bless them, dear God. May you make ways for them, dear God. I pray. All these things I pray. Because I know you will do it. When we ask in the mighty name, a name above all names, a name that was granted to the human race, whereby human beings can be able to live and overcome. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I surrender all. I surrender all to thee. As Brother Philip Andre will come and wrap up in prayer for us.
eternal Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We approach you, Lord, in your wonderful name, Lord. And it's only in your name that we can approach you, Lord. Thank in the you, name Lord. of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus. And oh Lord, we look up to you today, Lord. Knowing, our oh Lord, that this day was predestinated, Lord. Exactly. Before the foundation of the world, Lord, that every one of us, Lord, that have attended, Lord. Yes. Even those on the on online, Lord. It's, it's by your grace, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, that we can hear such a message, Lord, straight from the throne of God. Lord. And, oh, Lord, you are talking to us, Lord. You're showing us, oh, Lord, that there is a blessing upon us, oh, Lord. God. Not, not what we've done, nothing that we've said, Lord, but just by the predestination, yes. oh, Lord, God. And, Lord, just our eyes are opened up, Lord, just to hear the, the, the preacher opening it up, Lord. Lord, to show us from Abraham, our Lord, that even him, our Lord, the blessing was upon him, yes. Lord. And even as this, the Bible says, that the stars and the sands of the, of the, of the sea, mm. it is yours. That, yes. was, that, that, was, that was his seed, our Lord God. And the blessing is upon them, our Lord. And here we are today, our Lord God. You haven't broken your promise, exactly. You've kept your promise, Lord, from the beginning, our Lord. And how wonderful it is, O Lord, just to hear what you said, O Lord. The things that we do good, those, that good thing falls upon our children, O Lord. And we're so thankful, Lord, our Father Abraham, O Lord God. And we're grateful for the Lord. We look upon you, Lord. Yes. They were hung on the cross, O Lord Jesus. Yes. And Lord, when they pierced you in that side, Lord, as Brother Branham explains, water came, part, came mm. out, Lord. And there the bride came out, O Lord Jesus. And we're so grateful that we are part of it, Lord Thank God. You, Lord. Lord, may we go home today, Lord, with a being blessed, Lord. Mm. May we go and spread the same word mm. that we are blessed and how you have blessed us, O Lord. Yes. And how that blessing cannot be taken away yes. from us, O Lord. That we are walking conquerors, Lord. Mm. And we thank you for it, Lord. Be with us all, Lord, and bless this church, Lord. Grow from victory unto victory, Lord. Lord. As we see, Lord, that things have to happen, O Lord yes. God. The prophet, he prophesied it, Lord, that, that the, the speaking of of things into existence, Lord, yes. has to come, Lord yes. Jesus. And we can hear the message all over the place, Lord. All the message believers are preaching the same, Lord. Yes. We pray, Lord, that you may bless the pastor, Lord. Give him strength, Lord God, and help him in his daily walk, Lord, and bring back the strength that he's lost, Lord, yes. him and his family, Lord. Yes. May your will be done further now, Lord, and as we depart, Lord, may your blessings stay with us, Lord God. We ask for your guidance further, your blessing, and your protection further, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Oh, the love of God. And after you are dismissed, just turn around and say to your neighbor, God bless you. It was good to see you in church. Oh, the love of God, and own sister, and my own sister, Sarah. They will bring it up for us here on the screen. Oh, the love of God. How rich and pure. How many appreciate the love of God? Hallelujah. The love of God is greater far. I'm in agreement.
tell you, it's a mistake.